Hello, everybody, and welcome to another E5 podcast. Wherever you're listening, thanks for joining us. And I am joined today by David, aka Spark Ninja. And we welcome back um, uh, someone who we trust a hell of a lot. Um, who could that be? It's Luke Wichard from My Trust Electrician. Luke Wichard, our trusted <laughs> electrician. Thank you for joining us again for another one of these podcasts. We've had you on one and we enjoyed it so much. We thought we'd drag you back in and do another one. Thank um, you. Now, this one, we're going to talk about a, a couple of things that um, are quite engaging for us. But Dave, I'm going to let you you lead on this grilling. Well, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Um, <laughs> I'm a very bad administrative um, person in that. I do everything manually with regards to invoices, estimates, and all that stuff. And I met Luke at the Alex exhibition, and we got chatting in the short time we had with each other. And he started telling me about all these methods that he's got that you know over time he's kind of tried out, and he's he's got these um, virtual receptionist kind of things. And I've seen these things, and I've always been approached by companies that offer these services for invoicing and all that stuff. And I've always kind of I've always been lacking commitment because I've always wondered as to what the outcome of that is. And and Luke kind of exploded with a lot of information for me, which I, I didn't really get to retain because we were so busy at LX. So I thought I'd like to kind of have that as a conversation piece to start this podcast off, really. So a bit of background with me, Luke, is right now I still today am emailing works orders and I'm receiving POs and I'm creating manually estimates and invoices and I'm doing the work and I'm manually putting them into a spreadsheet and I'm manually adjusting all of that stuff. Um, and then when it comes to tax time, I'm kind of just shutting the door and not letting anyone speak to me for 24 hours while I try and do all that stuff myself as well. Obviously, you've over time decided to automate some of these processes. So I was wondering, you know, as to how, how how you did that or what services you're using to now, what you've maybe tried and hasn't worked, etc. How have you kind of decided to do that? It's hard to explain that in a linear sense because it just sort of explodes in many different directions. A lot of it is trial and error, trying to find things that work and things that don't work. A lot of things that do help is I'm a, I'm a massive um, podcast and audiobook listener. One audiobook that springs to mind is um, The Four Hour Work Week. They go <laughs> Have you read that one? I've got that book on my, on my bedside. I haven't started yeah. reading it yet. It's the I was book hoping I'm reading. you were going to say the E5 podcasts, but. Oh, and that as well. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. that as well. No, that's funny. I've got that book on the bedside, and it's the next one I'm reading because I've just read the, um, the Rich Dad Poor Dad one. I've not read that one. Which is supposed to, which is yes, yeah, pretty good. It's about um, put, turn your money, investing your money into assets and things. But that four-hour work week is the next one on my list. That's great. Not every that. chapter sort of relates to everyone, but there is always little bits that you can take away from it. And to be honest, I think a lot of this isn't so much do this, do that. It's a formula, and you just need to try and figure out what it is in your company in your life. Well, I mean, you got your your x times y equals z. Sorry, what your x and y is. So um, I feel like I'm missing out here because uh, recently everybody's talking about all these books and, and audible books they're reading and listening to. I got given a book once uh, called The Chimp Paradox, which I just hated. And will it make the boat go faster? And I just saw it as a bit of a motivational tosh. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only other podcast I listen to other than ours for sense checking it is 
Dave's and EGTE really. But other than that, I, am I missing something here, guys? You know what, Paul? There are so many things out there, and a lot of them are just repeating what the other guys are saying in a slightly different way. Um, I think. Well, I've heard one person say one phrase, and it stuck with me. And it, was, it made a lot of sense. It says, if you're doing the same task repeatedly, if you're doing that same task more than yeah. once, you need to do one of two things. You need to either delegate it or automate it. Oh, that's a good one. Someone out there that will do that job. Yeah. Software that will do it cheaper than you. One of the guys that I follow online, James Sinclair, one of the th- things he says is when you run your own business, the first thing you should do is get to a position where you can sack yourself. Oh, I like that. That's it. That's another one as well. Like, for instance, you should not be the biggest cog. In the, a, a business should be a machine with multiple cogs, like a like a Rolex watch. It should not have one cog. If you are the only cog in there and that cog breaks, the machine breaks. If you have multiple little cogs, if one of those cogs was to disappear, you could probably limp by it and replace it later on. Mm. Now, I've I've actually said in virtually every job I've had for the last 10 years, my ultimate goal, if I'm here for a long period, is to sack myself because yeah. I want the infrastructure I'm managing or engineering or responsible for to effectively run itself. So it's nice to know that I'm in the uh, similar mindset to these people writing books. So um, that's good. Mm. Anyway, yeah. sorry, continue, please. What's the, there's, there's another book, actually. Um, he's, he's actually written quite a few. The E-Myth, he, he says something like that about sacking yourself. If you are in a company where you are you are the business, then it was always like a one man job basically. If you yeah. are the business, and there's there's some there's like some very good speakers out there who are earning lots of money, but they are the business because when they dis- they can never delegate it to someone else. They can never say, oh, when I get to you know, this level, I can step back and pass it on. They are the business, and like you said, you want to get to a stage where you can sack yourself. You want to be in a stage where you can step back and the business just flows. Um, I don't, where are we going with this? Uh, well, you, <laughs> we, we were talking. We were talking about obviously when you chose to do things and you chose to do some parts automated, and you said it's not very linear. And you started talking about the books, and you, you recommended the yeah. four hour, the four hour um, week. Okay, so um, let me start off by saying that if you used to look at my business at the moment, I mean, I'm not no multi-millionaire business at the moment I'm, I'm just, it's just me we've got a few other people and that some of them are part-time and some of them are virtual and then you've got you've got tommy who's just joined as well you could not take the system i have in place today and use it last year because i wasn't in the right predicament it's like like i said of a machine with many cogs you can't just replace one cog at a time some one cog might turn several cogs and you have to put it in place and it's such a time moving at such a it's like trying to jump off the bus whilst it's moving and not falling over. It, it is juggling. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm all, I'm, I've also got steps in place ready for maybe next year when things are going. So I'll give you an example. Last year, I was using a lot of different apps. One of them was called Calendly, which I don't use anymore. But Calendly was an app which allowed me to get people, if I was to give them links, to book things into a Google diary. I don't use this method anymore, but at the time, Calendly didn't cost a lot of money. Right. And I managed to set it up in such a way that I had links on my website. I had links in other places. I had uh, pre-made templates in my phone as text messages with the whole message set out. And as people contacted me, as I didn't have time to reply whilst I was working, pardon me, I could quite easily just send them a text message or send them an email which was templated with this link in. They would click it and they could book themselves a four-hour slot in my diary. So it's like, a, it's like a consolidated booking system that you could refer them to use. 
Yeah, and I'll be honest, it did have flaws. Mm. I mean, someone could always book a, a book a four-hour slot in the middle of the day, and sometimes you wouldn't get that two-hour slot in the middle. Sorry, that two-hour slot at the beginning or the end, and you would lose work that way. But by being quick and responding quick, I was I was winning more jobs. Right. And through doing that, I was I was earning enough money to get myself prepared for the next step. Whereas I, at the moment, I actually have a virtual assistant. Um, I've actually talked to these guys before and said, is there any sort of advertising you want me to do to promote you? Because you've, you've done such a great job for me. And they, they're actually so flat out at the moment. They've actually said, don't, don't mention us because we can't <laughs> take on any more work. But what they are, they're actually, you get a thing called a VA because there's a lot of tasks that you do that um, they don't actually have to be in the same office as you. They, they reply to all my emails. They answer my phone. Um, they respond to, I, I have, I've, I'll come back to it later on, but I have a, a method of people ringing me and that phone call turning into an email to which they pick up and then they ring that person back again. They, they respond to that. They book all my jobs into my diaries for me. Um, they do have a, um, they can do quotations, although I don't use them for that. Um, I, I'm just a little bit pernickety and I like to write my own quotations up. But this VA company are actually made from ex-electrical wholesaler managers and some old sparks so they actually have some electrical knowledge and it does help when they're on the, on the phone to a customer they can they know roughly how long a job should take they um they've got like a little bit of fault finding knowledge they know roughly how long to put on a job if there's a bit of fault finding and um that really help again that's something i probably couldn't have done last year because i didn't have enough work coming in to pay for them right so i mean i take it they take a percentage of every book to they do. yeah so they have a fixed monthly rate that i have to pay them as a minimum and then they take five percent of my overhead including right. materials so whatever if, if i was to charge someone 100 pounds um including you know labor and materials they take five percent of that mm. which isn't that daunting when you, all you've got to think about is all i've got to do every time i invoice someone just add an extra five percent to it because it's five percent isn't much no you know no, i mean that's that's I mean, with, and so they do take care of a lot of the to and fro, technically. Um, yeah. Sometimes you don't have to, other than your quote, you don't really have to take any other part of the process for the, for, other than you going to a job. Is that right? No, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And even the customers have said as well that I'm, not, I'm the only Sparks that's got back to them straight away and things like that. I, I find if you are a, a jobbing electrician or like some sort of small self-employed electrician and you're getting these calls coming in and you're, you're paying to advertise and you're in checker trade and you're in magazines and you're in yeah. these different things and people are ringing you. If you do not answer your phone, they don't just sit there and go, oh, you know, I'll give it an hour and see if he rings me back. They'll literally, within 30 seconds, just ring the next guy. And so to pay for someone to answer that phone instantaneously and say, yeah, you know, we are interested, you know, just sit tight, we're going to get a spark to call you back. They will wait, and you will win that job. You've only got to win, you know, one job a month, and it probably pays. It pays for the virtual assistant anyway. Mm. Yeah, because I, because I, I, I deliver training as well, so I can't exactly take a phone call in the middle of a session. Yeah. So I rely so much on my voicemail, and many calls don't give a voicemail. You know, so I should imagine they probably would move on to the next person they found or something. So I, I do need to look into this as a as a potential idea. Yeah, I can testify to that. Sometimes I have to send flares up to get Dave to answer his phone. <laughs> no, in, in 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 can I just say, just listening in on that, um, fascinating because you were absolutely right. I mean, uh, if I ever went back as a self employed Sparks again, that would be probably my number one worry: is how do I keep yeah. the work coming in? And and again, being I mean. 
I'm not a technophobe, but I didn't even realize you can get virtual assistants that would do all that sort of stuff. And because I remember 20 years ago, okay, over 20 years ago, um, my first year of college before I got my first job, my college lecturer, Paul Webb, God love him. And if you ever listen to this, I love you dearly. He got me a job with this absolute villain working in uh, mansion refurbs. And he took me to the CAF in Battersea. And there was a greasy spoon CAF in Battersea where every single trade did their business. And that was it. That's how you did your business for the week. Yeah. Um, and then mobiles were obviously coming prevalent. You could ring up. But other than that, it was, you know, you'd leave your home number, your office number, your admin would do it. But having an automated virtual assistant, that's just mind-blowing how much work that could generate. But I think, I think what we need, we need to think about now is how we do retail. You know, we go to a checkout, we expect maybe to be able to do the transaction, the purchase and the scanning ourselves, scan as you shop, Amazon and things like that. We're getting very impatient. And I should imagine a lot of the customers for the trades that are like that as well. If some trades actually develop a platform that is a lot more automated, automated, is just putting the client at that point where they go, I am approaching you and I'm getting the response and I know when they want this yeah. information straight yeah. away. They don't want to wait around for return calls backwards and forwards. I can um, relate as well. I think it's there's nothing worse than not knowing. Mm. And I mean, even if you did have to wait, so long as someone says, look, we're going to be two hours, just that is, is golden. Just to know, you know, it's going to be two hours, but at least I know they're going to call me. If no one answers the phone, it's it's... Yeah, you know, overwhelming. You don't know what to do. You're just naturally going to ring the next guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm realizing I'm such an asshole right now because <laughs> I, I just, I just leave it, and I sometimes don't call people back for days. I'm such an ass. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dave, you are an ass. You can set up templates on your phone of just. You can get apps, and you can just make loads of templated messages up. Really? You know? Yeah, yeah. And you can just sort of like you know, surely like when once you're, I mean, for instance, for me. If anyone wants to contact me, it's either because they want to quote something's gone wrong, and they, you know, can you come and fix this right now? Or they've got like an electrical question. It's probably that's the only three things they're ever going to get. And you could probably split those three things into three things, but it's always going to be roughly. I mean, you get the, the odd, rare one, like the unicorn question, but they're always going to be roughly the same thing. So you can almost make templates up and just resolve any of those questions. If you're always doing the same job, it's always going to be roughly the same question. You can just make a template up, even if you have to change one word each time. And it just saves so much time. Yeah, I suppose that's it. It's the efficiencies now, isn't it? It's the more efficiencies you get, the better process you have, the more money you've got to make. And if you can have something automated and virtual that, again, you're, you're Dave, you're right. 20 years ago, we never thought we'd be going to the shops and scanning our own stuff or bagging and shopping and scanning at the same time. We never thought Amazon would be able to get anything we want delivered within 24 hours, even on a Sunday. You know, our our purchasing and procurement habits have changed, but not necessarily our behaviours other than our expectations. And yeah. why wouldn't people's expectations of electricians change? Mm. Yeah, it's true. If we thought about it like that, we're sort of just trying to keep in line with the rest of society. No, but, well, you're 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 kind of ahead then, really. So a lot of electricians listening to this, hopefully, will be going, do you know what? I need to know more about this. How do I automate? How do I maximise my business? Because they won't want them ringing up the DIY Dave 75 quid down the road. They'll want a professional engagement, early engagement, a, a, a real person phone call as soon as you can um, to give you the opportunity to make sure you're winning the work and doing the best of what you've got. Yeah, I made loads of mistakes doing this. When I first started, I had a rough idea of what the machine should look like, but the hardest part was trying to find the cogs 
And at one point, I, I knew I had to have a virtual assistant because I couldn't physically go out there with my hands and earn the money and mm. do the paperwork. Some paperwork, you can't wait till the, it doesn't wait till the evening. You have to do it there and then. So I had to have someone that could do it virtually. And the only way I could afford it was to get someone sort of off country, sort of South America or something, to answer the phones and do things like that. And I did approach a few people. And I'll be honest, it just really didn't work. I mean, if they was to call the customer, it would come from a foreign phone number. Um, the, the time zones were, were wrong. It was, and it, there was some of the apps that we used didn't work, and it was, it was just a pain in the ass. And I did sort of take a step back for a little while, which is why I went to Calendly. And I was, I'll be honest, I am quite lucky because I was actually approached by the virtual assistant that I'm with at the moment. I didn't think they existed. I remember sitting down and saying to Vicky, "Look, I'm, I'm at a wall here, and I'm, I'm really worried about it." That, Every now and again, I get I get a lot of work. I get bombarded with work, and it, it makes me so busy that I I neglect all the paperwork side of things. And then there's there's just a desert of no work because I've I've neglected all the paperwork. I've done all the work that's in front of me. I've done no quotes. I've I've not answered any questions. I've not answered any phone calls. And now there's no work. And now I'm going to have to spend a week with no work trying to chase people, ring them up and trying to accumulate another couple of weeks worth of work in my diary. I said to her, what do I do? I mean, I, I can't physically afford on my way to, to or do I get someone to just come to my house and sit behind my computer? I mean, I couldn't pay for that every day. And if I just did it one day a week, that's not going to answer the phone for the other four days a week. And it's weird having a stranger in my house. There's no way I can afford a little office. If I did afford a little office, how do I even know if they turn up to answer the phone? I'm not in there all the time. And I was just like, how, how no. is it gray area? How do I get around this? I need someone to answer the phone, but how do I do it? How do I monitor them? How do I judge it? You're talking about the ultimate risk for anyone who's thinking or wanting to broaden themselves to go into the wide world of self-employment. A lot of people rely on their, their missus, their partners, yeah. um, but that may not be realistic because a lot of people have young families um, or their partners are busy trying to develop and grow themselves and do their own commitments. Um, and you don't, again, you don't want to be that person. I mean, for me, when I started, my missus bought me my very first toolbox. Um, my very first toolbox was paid for by my missus, and she was working selling printer cartridges, telesales for Hewlett Packard. And when I got them first tools, I wanted to pay her back so much. I've paid her back tenfold since. Um, but it, it's really important for when it's that game of risk when you're going self-employed. You you can't afford to be out of work for a month because you may have mortgage payments, rent payments. Yeah. And, and when you're trying to be a breadwinner of a house, if you are the main breadwinner, the pressure on you is is unbelievable. So it, it, to me, it, a virtual assistant, if you can find the right one and get what you want from it, it sounds almost like a no-brainer investment. Yeah. You have to have everything in place. This you you can't just get a virtual assistant and not have means of work coming in. So prior to me getting the virtual assistant, I obviously had to try different ways of acquiring work, monitoring it, and then being confident that I know it was always going to be at a minimum a certain amount of work each month. And then once I was happy with that, then I could go, all right, now I'm going to, like Paul said, take the risk, get a virtual assistant, and hopefully that minimum amount of work should cover the cost of that virtual assistant. Plus, hopefully I should I should also, it's a, it's a double-sided sword, I should also hopefully not lose as much work. When that, when those calls do come in, most of them will be yeses now because they, they're getting answered straight away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm lucky. It did actually work out that way. It's actually worked out really well. Um, it's a podcast, so I can't show you my, my charts and things, but... <laughs> It's, it's um, I think I looked at it recently compared to last year. We are at least three times more busy than we were last year. 
Fantastic. Yeah, at least. That's exactly what you want. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of that is down to you being able to convert calls, I guess, yeah. isn't it, to actually accept them. I mean, I, I'd heard of these things, but I'd always thought of them as things for uh, just small light shots. I didn't think of them for a niche such as an electrotechnical vocation. But it sounds like you've got a very unique one in that they are from that background that really is a bit of a, a unique yeah. thing. Because um, I, I, I've heard of them, but I just never, I never thought they'd actually have this this much um, impact as as what you described. That's really, yeah. really good. Did you um did you try the likes of, or are you still with the likes of um, Checker Trade and such to I, drive the business? Yeah. I am a check trade, and I hold my hands up, so I do actually get a lot of work from checker trades. It is actually oh. it's a very good. I I don't only just look at what makes the phone ring, but I I compare it to how much it costs me. Mm. I know a lot of people do really rant about checker trade, and I have no issues with it whatsoever. I think I, I think Sorry. a lot of the rants are down to the just price. That there seems to be like the the renewal prices seem to kind of go up and up, travel up. It's always going to be cheaper than advertising and other means. And to be honest, the generation nowadays will always turn to Google before anything else. Mm. And Checker Trade seems to have won Google over it. it normally, it's always on the first page. Have, have you thought about um, uh, just interjecting? I know recently uh, some people have jumped onto Witch, their oh. their new trusted trader. I'm with Witch. Are what? you with Witch? Got a certificate over there, and I literally we've just um, bought some more uniform today. To which we've got the NIC. We were supposed to have the NIC badge on this one, which mm. when we got it back from the embroidering company, it wasn't on there, and we didn't have time to take it back. So we've just lived about the NIC. Yeah. But I've incorporated the NIC with the witch because I found a lot of homeowners don't actually know who the NIC are. Yeah, they won't. Yeah, but I thought you know I'm going to try the witch because I know a lot more people know what witch is than they do what NIC is. Yeah, I think which has got a much wider consumer awareness, yeah. isn't it? And it also rhymes with his name, Luke Richard, yeah. which... And it's actually called Witch Trusted Traders. And mm. No, Witch Richard. Richard. Um, I shouldn't really badmouth people. I know with Checker Trade, a lot of people can slip through the woodwork. They're, not, they're all, all great trades, and I've, I've heard some horror stories, which is probably why some people moan about the prices going up. Um which, however, are, you have got to jump through a lot of hoops with which. Yeah, I've I heard. appreciate that. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm, it, I, they ring me up out of the blue and I say, Leon, we've just randomly looked at your website. We don't like the way this is worded. We want you to change it. And I know that would probably get the, uh, the rub the hairs the wrong way on a lot of people, but I wow. appreciate that because it cuts the fat. I'd, I'd, I'd like to think people are quitting because of things like that and there's, there's yeah. a market for electricians on there. I, I like that, which is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had some experience with these trusted trader type things and they've always been bad. And, and again, it was finding gas engineers and plumbers for the houses that I've had over the years. And luckily, I ended up turning to Instagram to find um, the guys who put their work online. That for me is I always say to people, go on social media, find the people who are not afraid to put their work online. Yeah. I mean, there are guys on Instagram who do commercial industrial um, uh, family ones. It P. Burke and Sons, I think it is up north. They're up in Newcastle. And they put all their work online on Instagram. Fantastic industrial family company. And and all their Instagram account is about family, friendship, banter, and really good quality work. And it's just great to see. Uh, shame they're up north. Otherwise, I'd probably be nicking them, doing work on my railway. But, um, yeah, now, um, I've had some bad experiences with them. Uh, again, I'm too probably distant from them. But then again, a, a lot of the... Um, 
I always say this, Dave knows this. I, for me, it's the conduct of character, the passion, the drive of the individuals more than the, the necessary registrations that they will hold. Um, I had a, my trusted trader plumber come to my house. I had to throw him out at quarter past midnight. Yeah, he was crap. Uh, it turned out he weren't gas qualified. He couldn't touch the boiler. Uh, the whole system was airlocked. He couldn't unairlock it. He was on the phone to his dad. Uh, it was 25 year old. It weren't great experience That's at all. That? Oh, so it wasn't which trusted traders. It was no, my it was um, uh, my uh, checker trade. That was it. Checker trade. Sorry. Yeah checker trade um and that's what i found a local guy and he was just awful but again i shouldn't brand all of them um with that um brush i suppose but yeah no it's, it's i mean some oh. get some some bad ones get in uh for any yeah. organization you know it's it's, True. it's uh it's just part of part of the part of the package really. i was i was more thinking a case of um does it you know does it warrant the investment really do you, you know I, i'm wondering if one of the reasons i do so well on trick trade is because i have my videos on there and I actually say in the, the, the first page that you've gone to the, 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 your portfolio page, it says, check out the videos. And there's a link to the video page. Oh, so, so your videos are on your checker trade profile? Not all of them. It takes a very long time to upload them, but mm. they're on there. Because I just, it's like you said, it's hard to find someone. And I could, I could say I'm brilliant. I could write a great portfolio. I could get all my family to write reviews for me. I could nick loads of people's pictures and put them on there. But, you know, it, anyone could do that. But if I put a video on there, they, they, they go, oh, look, this, I want the shower replaced, and this guy's got a video of him changing a shower, and he's done a really nice job. I'm going to get this guy in. Yeah. Do you know what I like about one of the things I like about your videos, Luke, is I find myself talking along. So when you're saying, I don't know if this is right, blah, 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 and you'll talk about saying, and I'll either be going, mm, maybe not, and then I'll be going, yes, 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 it is. It's bang on. You're spot on. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> I find myself really, really encouraging and talking. Into like, your videos, Dave's now thinking we're a proper weirdo, but I, I genuinely no. do with a lot of it's, YouTube. It's stuff. the one. It's the one when he rescued that bee and then kept him in his pocket. That gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was hooked from that episode. I was like, right, I'm watching this guy every time. Yeah, I mean, I've just watched the one where you put the cable tray up and you made sure you had spare capacity for the armoreds and stuff. And yeah, so that was that was the one I think a week ago. Um, yeah, sadly, on. I couldn't video it going up. I wasn't there. I um, I bought this because I didn't have Tommy with me. I, I luckily I when I did my apprenticeship I grew up alongside some other electricians who also went self-employed and we all just we all chip in if someone's got a job that's too big for them we'll all jump in together and um, I think on the first couple of days when there was just they had the old laser going around I was putting the top hats on and the toggle fixings I wasn't there I, was, I just sort of turned up near the end so I only got to sort of do the end results and fix their problems with the dodgy lights. <laughs> That was a nice job, though, to be fair. There's not many warehouses that that clean. No. There wasn't no, really one at all. Very true. Right, okay. Um. So what's the name of the, 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 the virtual assistant you use at the moment for everybody who's I, listening? I don't think I'm allowed to. Maybe I'll have a word of him, and if he's, if he's happy with it, maybe we could put a, a link somewhere for it. But I, I, I We can. They're very, the very YouTube. busy, Paul. They're very okay, busy. Well, on, yeah. if, if you decide to... Um, on the YouTube description, we can always update it. And in fact, yeah. on the podcast description, we can always update it. Now, um, this this is obviously this is going to go in the bank and get queued up. So you've, this probably won't get released for about four to five weeks now anyway, at least. So there's plenty of time to ask him and see if he wants to. And yeah. it, it doesn't matter, even if it's in a year's time, mate. We can just come back and update the information on this podcast. Yeah. The whole point of these is a repository of experiences and information for people to listen to in case they you know, they just want to. That is actually only a very small portion as well of the automation that I do. That's just almost like the end result. 
there's there's a little bit more at the beginning as well, which was actually acquiring the work and trying to advertise in different ways and different methods. It could it could literally just be through marketing or through business cards. There are ways of either using different phone numbers or different email addresses and things like that. Mm. I've seen you've done leaflet drops as well, haven't you? I have done leaflet drops, and everything that I do either has a different email address on it or it has a different phone number on it. So you can check it and see how yeah. it performs. And there are apps and softwares, and it is not as expensive as what you would think it would be. It could be a couple of quid to buy a different phone number. And you can, as people ring them, you can see what form of advertising or whether it could be word of mouth, magazines, websites, whatever. You can find out what's working, what isn't working. So you know where to invest your money and mm. what to pull out of or maybe what to change. So Another top tip. Yeah. Um, I also incorporate Great. apps such as Zapier. If no one's heard of Zapier, it absolutely. Do you know it, it takes a little while to get your head into it? But Zapier is like the heart of my company at the moment because what's it called? Sorry, I spell it Z A P I A. Z A P I E R, I think. Zapier. Zapier. Okay, Zapier. Yep, fine. Now, what that does, I mean, there's actually another app which is is it I F T T T? If this, then do that. Oh, something like that. I F T T T. I think it's very similar. But uh, Zapier is a slightly better version. Now, what that does is it's almost like a, a translator that makes one app communicate with another app. So you could, if you want to do something social media based, you could say every time I you know, write a certain word on Facebook, I want you to put that post also on Twitter. You, you can literally, you could, you could say every time I put a post on, pace, on Facebook, I want um, Alexa to turn my lights on in the house. You can literally really go mental on it. I've, I've got things where if I receive an email... With a certain wording, I will want another email to go out with this information on. I think I'll give you an example. Um, you know, there's so many things. Luke, about. Luke, can I just just can I just say while you're thinking that you have absolutely blown away um, the ninja who is dumbfounded and stunned silence that there is all this technology out there, and yet listening to you, we feel really stupid. I'm which typing, is fantastic. I'm typing invoices manually, for fuck's sake. Yeah, we are so cavemen <laughs> in the way we work. It's mind-blowing. You are a breath Ugh. of fresh air, sir. This is, this is mind-blowing stuff because for us, this opens up whole new possibilities of feeling really dumb and stupid while learning all these new things. Yeah. Dave will tell you, I am currently learning Instagram. Boy, do I feel dumb. Now you've just given me another two apps to go, and you're now saying that you can open up WhatsApp and turn uh, a Facebook and turn oh, your lights on. My God! Yeah, it's it's absolutely, and, and you can you can make it do multiple things as well. It doesn't have to be one app controls another app. It could be one app controls you know two apps, or one app controls another app, which controls another app like Domino's. Um, I've got ones where if I was to send a quotation out, I'll send a I'll copy myself in so I also receive a copy of this quotation. If I put a series of letters in the subject bar, Zapier will know to send out a certain email a certain, you know, so many days afterwards. So I could send a quotation to somebody and they could receive an email with a certain video in it. Or they could receive an email, you know, three days later saying, hey, did you receive that um, quotation by any chance? You know, sometimes it does fall into, my, into people's junk folders. Hmm. And then it maybe from once that one's gone out, it's got another piece of code in there that tells Zephyr to release another email ten days later. I've I've got ones where um here's here's one for people of checker trades. Um, a lot of people struggle to get reviews, so what I've done is I've synced my zero zero is an accounting software 
that every time I was to issue an invoice, Zapier will send an email out, I think it may be the next day or the day after that, with links to my checker trade page, the, the actual review section saying, um, hi, we, you know, we did a job for you a couple of days ago. We'd really appreciate a review on checker trade. It, it really helps promote our business and, and keep the phone ringing. Well, that's amazing stuff. So just while he's been talking, by the way, I have downloaded... I've noticed Paul's head's down. He's obviously downloading it on his phone. So I have downloaded that app, IFTTT. I've never personally used IFTTT. I think that was the original one, which is free. IFTT, yeah, it's free, and it's got Connect Everything. Um, Last updated two years ago. It's It's number 125 on the App Store. And literally, it connects Dropbox, Evernote, Instagram, Twitter, whether basically all of your apps um, talk to each other, which yeah. just mind blowing. Yeah, you <laughs> could blowing. A, um, you could write a blog, and you could use IFTT to upload that blog to multiple different places once you've sent it. It's yeah. Um, wow, there you go. There's a there's a top tip then for the smartphone using generation. I, IFTT have a play around with that. It does because, I mean, it's, it sounds like these are great innovations for someone who is still a very small-scale business yeah. to perform. Like, there'll be businesses that'll have people employed to do this kind of work or have, like, huge costly software to do this. But it sounds yeah. like you've found some very affordable innovations to do basically the same kind of stuff. It didn't happen overnight, and no. it took a lot of tweaking, and there's still more tweaking going on. But it has definitely helped free up a lot of my time. So like I said earlier, if you do tasks more than once, you've got either delegate it or automate it. And, you know, there's a lot yeah. of automation going on behind the scenes. This is, this is something I'm very, very aware of because I've been listening to some people about, you know, your time. If you're the business or if you're, you know, yeah. you don't want to waste time doing this other stuff if that's going against your time driving your business and, you know, gaining more business if yeah. you're bogged down doing all this other bullshit. Um, so any innovations like that is a great idea, I think. I am totally blown away by that. Um, well, hopefully, and do you know what I like is the fact of matters is you've come on to this podcast again and you're sharing your experiences. You're, you're openly telling us it's not perfect, but it's you're seeing a benefit. You're imparting some valuable insights that some people may be just too swamped under and will always be swamped mm. under. These things, if they help one person, it is worth... Uh, I've always said to Dave and all the lads, doing these podcasts, if we do... A thousand podcasts and then stop and all of our knowledge sits in these if it helps one person or saves one life or makes people safer or helps somebody have a better family life it's worth every minute of it um and, and, yeah, and that's with, invaluable and with that in mind obviously if you're listening to this uh, don't forget these are on youtube so add a comment below on the youtube channel and give us information about what software you're using if you're using something similar newer or older yeah. that you think is doing the same thing or maybe could be better that you know that ourselves and even luke can look at because uh, it sounds like it's something that's always kind of being tested to go to the next phase most certainly that is a, a valid point so please yeah if um if you're listening to us in your car don't forget all these are on um youtube so please comment away tell us what you like tell us what you don't like um if you want to come on to these podcasts and impart your own knowledge and experience you are more than welcome to co-host with one of us um it's not a problem at all um shall we move on from this um unless you have any other questions to our next uh, thing we were going to talk about or or do you want to talk any more about innovations and i think i think i want to have a play with this software and i might have some questions later on should we move okay. on to uh 
to talk, was it YouTube or social media? Yes. So, um, Luke, we did a, we did a, um, as you know, we try and get out to the um, uh, elect shows. I think last year we absolutely went into meltdown with all the elect shows that we actually attended. Um, it was quite overwhelming. Um, this year we're going to, I think we're going to try and get out, but not all of us as a group will probably still do commentary. Um, but we won't. Last one was very intense for us. I think it's fair to say that we needed a holiday after the last one. It was emotionally and physically just draining and overwhelming for us. But while we were there, we recorded a, a, a ramble, which is on YouTube. Um, and it was myself, Dave, John Ward and Dan Jackson, Dan's the engineer. And we were talking about advice to YouTubers because, my God, um, if I could turn back time two years ago, um, there wasn't that many electricians doing YouTube. Now there are absolutely loads of them. I mean, literally every other week, Dave, we're finding someone new or a new channel popping up. And well, to be honest, yeah, I mean, I'm I don't watch a lot of YouTube um, because I'm so busy doing all this other stuff with Spark and Ninja as well. Uh, and I feel I feel I am I, I actually do feel that I'm I'm basically um, going without because of that because you get so much good stuff on YouTube and when I do go back I do go to some of the good resources I know like some of the old lectures from my MIT etc uh, but I'll be honest I mean a couple of lads are quite popular at the moment who um, you know um, uh, Nick Bundy and Jay Beck yeah, yeah um, they, they seem to be the two they were, um, they were at Coventry at the they were at Coventry, and I, I, I didn't know who they were. But they could have come up and said hello to me or whatever, and I probably wouldn't know who they were. But then after I find out, they've actually got thousands of subscribers on YouTube, and I was like, oh, they've just sprung up. But, I mean, I think um, he's just hit 5K, hasn't he? Um, one I think of more than, Yeah, one of them, um, uh, Jay Beck has. Jay, he's Jay hit Beck. 5 Beck. I can't remember his name. Um, Nick Bundy is on about 8,000-odd. So. And um, fair play to him, because Nick Bundy only started, I believe, this year. So in this year, he's he's grown, but he's a charismatic That's young chap. As well, isn't he? Was a giveaways and yeah, he does his giveaways. He's a charismatic young he's... lad. He's very open and honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One of my favourite videos of his is when he was drilling for a wall and he completely cocked it up, and he could have easily just edited it out. He drilled through the wall from a centre column and he drilled into the wrong room. Oh, that's right. He's, yeah, he's yeah. going outside light. In he basically in all the plan is going from the outside light. He's going to go drill in and come out where the where the back box is being chased. He's going to catch the chase. Yeah, yeah. He started it and then he cut out and then he went. Oh, where is it? He went around into the living room and <laughs> he drilled into the living room. I, I thought. I, I thought. That. I thought full respect though you could have easily just cut that yeah. out, but he completely exposed himself to that. And, I, no, and I, I've, I've liked him ever since. I like that as well because at the end of the day we all make mistakes and, and, and I think that it, well that's it that's uh, to me that is, really is the measure of a man that is a, yeah. that's a real a real test of strength where you can you can show your 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 weaker sides your I I've made huge biblical cockups in my time I wouldn't have a problem with uh, putting them on YouTube if there was a camera around I think it shows greater strength in showing your weaknesses and yeah. and I've I've always watched his stuff and I liked it but the one thing I loved recently was the one where he was talking he did a just a like almost a stop video where he talked about mental health and his dad that, and the passing of that blew me away that got me going that was quite an emotional yeah that caught a lot of people out that one didn't it um but we've also got the likes of tom Naji, um who does his stuff um and i think tom well i'll be sitting with tom very soon he'll be doing yeah. a podcast with me very soon um which will be really interesting to get to uh, chit chat with him because um, we've been talking quite a lot of him, haven't we? we but there have, are some have, other. Yeah. There's some. There's some other guys out there that are. are 
I'm not going to mention names because I was always said, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it. But we did a video trying to say, look, please, please, please try and be socially responsible. We have no, uh, I, I think there's so many, and tell me if I'm wrong here, guys. There are so many people doing YouTube content at the moment. Uh, here's a theory, because um, someone at work said this to me. And it freaked me out a bit. Um, and he was a facilities manager. And he said, if all these sparks are doing YouTube, are you putting yourself out of a job? Because if you're showing people they think you're doing, why do I need an electrician? Why don't I just go on YouTube and watch them, find what they've done, and then just copy it? And I thought, I thought, no, 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 no. We don't. Nobody's stupid enough to show everything that they do in every single minutia level of detail. But with the increasing volume of content, there is that risk that the DIYer may actually find enough information across the YouTube channels to actually undertake work, which is quite a worrying thought. It's, I think um, mind Googling it. I was going to do it anyway. At least I can yeah. do it a little bit better. No, and, it, and, it's, and it's very true. And I'm, I'm, one of the things that scares me the most is, is there is a lot of impressionable youngsters who live on YouTube who watch stuff. Dave, you were telling us a, a very strange story about a youngster contacting you. Um, I, I'm because I'm a bit sad. I've kind of learned health and safety legislation quite a lot. And I know eventually that in time there will be a, a precedent set in law where someone's going to get. I genuinely believe that someone's going to get hurt one day and, and they will be a big fan of a YouTuber. It doesn't matter who it is. And, and the family of that person who's injured, um, hopefully they don't get killed, will solely put all the blame at the YouTuber. And, and I know on a lot of YouTubers, they say, please don't copy us. I mean, on our channel, we say this isn't aimed for DIYers. This is just engineers, electricians. Um, but all it will take is that one incident. And then YouTube will have to act, especially if it's a public outcry. And that worries me, to be honest with you, because I'm, I'm and we spoke about this in our podcast about we might want to be a bit selective as to what advice we give and how we indemnify ourselves and what we show people we're doing. You know, the whole testing. I don't know if I'd be showing the ins and outs of testing. Um, but again, you're right. You're right, Luke. You know, you can go find it anywhere, I suppose. It's publicly available information. It's, um, I, I, yeah, I'm a bit worried, really, I suppose, about the whole YouTube community. Not in a bad way, because I, 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 everyone I met, I mean, the first time I met you, Luke. Do you remember the first time we met? I remember the first time I met you, but I don't know if you remember it. I, right. I met you at, um, I think it might have been an NIC event, actually, and I, I asked for my E5 badge, which I'd originally asked for on Twitter and hadn't received. And oh, I've actually sorry. got a picture of it as well. That's right. And then I, I was like, oh, who's this chap? And then when you walked away, I freaked out because I went, oh, my God, my brain, the cogs, the mice <laughs> realized who you were because I was watching your videos and I recognized your face. And I went, oh, my God, shit, that, that was my trust electrician. Shit. Oh, my God. Um, it is it is a bit weird, though. Dave knows this. You get people coming up to you. When we were at Alex, we had person after person after person coming up and saying, oh, I've emailed you, I've messaged you, whatever. And and I, my filing cabinet can't just pull that person's face out of the and go, hello, John, hello, Mark, hello, Steve, hello, Ian, hello, Luke. You just can't do it. And that's where it just gets emotionally and mentally just overwhelming, doesn't it? Because it's just like... Well, the problem I mean, is everyone knows you equally yeah. in that they know you, they know, they've seen you online, they've seen you do this stuff. Um, and you kind of just kind of I I I, I try to maintain eye contact, but then my eyes drift down to their name tag to see if I can Same get here. a clue as to who they are. And I'm still like, mm. and I find that I find that later on, all these people on Twitter were there 
came up and either I didn't get to speak to them or they spoke to me and I didn't know who they were, all from the Twitter fam. Um, it, it is a bit of a... It's embarrassing. Extent. It's it is, embarrassing. Yeah. I had a guy come up to me and he had a right good natter and we had a, we put the world to rights for about half an hour and I was looking down at his badge to try and see his name and then afterwards he did something on Twitter and I was like, holy shit, we have spent years talking on Twitter. I really like this bloke and yet face to face he looks... This is why one I, I have grave concerns over uh, Twitter accounts where you don't see the face of the person you're talking to. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody knows the E5 Twitter account is me and my Sparky Jedi one, but... Um, I, I just find it really weird when you've got these weird Twitter accounts where you can't see them. Um, because yeah, it's... I mean, in our case, you click us and you go to a video profile. So, you know, our identity is fairly easy to uh, find. Um, although I still get some idiots wondering, you know, who, who I am in uh, Facebook excuse yesterday. Me. Excuse me. Just, you know? just to be clear here, okay, I get asked if I am Sparky Ninja, right? <laughs> and I always say, yeah, I'm his fatter older brother. Right. We, about a year ago, I was wearing my GSH electrical top and people were coming up to me and they were going, um, do you know Gary? And I was like, yeah, I'm his fat. I stole his T-shirt. I ate him for breakfast. Like it was it was really weird for me. But last week I was in a college and somebody somebody as I walked into college, they just stopped, went to their mate. Oh, my God, that bloke's on YouTube. And that freaked me out because the minute I heard that, I turned around. I just went. I walked up and shook his hammer. I went, mate, it's your phone. I'm Paul, really nice to meet you. I don't know who you are, but I'm really nice to meet you. And he was totally freaked out by it, mm. uh, which which I don't like. I'll be honest with you. Uh, and me and Dave always said this: we're not YouTube addicts. We don't. No. We John don't... Ward's a bit the same. Yeah, John... John and I, John and I were standing side by side on that stand, and people were queuing up to say hello to us. And there was one gentleman who works at a college in northern northern London. And he was just very insistent that we get, both came to his college, and he'll he'll look after us. He was saying in his in his um, East Asian accent or whatever it was, but he's, he'll look after us. And there were about five or six young lads who were basically standing there gawking at us, waiting for this guy to go. And John was just being very polite as he is. He's always polite. He's always polite. And I was just basically trying to get this guy to fuck off. But yeah, but he kept kept trying to talk to John. Um, it is. It is. I mean, going back to this there are i mean i look at the demographic of my my um my youtube now and then just to know if i'm dead yet to youtube because i had a period of time of absence and obviously my main my main viewers are 25 to 35 but then obviously this this younger 18 to 25 there's a there's a fairly good percentage of viewers there and that kind of gave me that understanding that a lot of young lads who are either thinking of trades or are starting in trades they have a tap on to this huge resource of youtube content now mm. which wasn't always there when i 10 years ago when i was when i was obviously on the tools or coming out of my well 20 years ago when i was on the tools or coming out of training etc um i had the nicic dvds i had some media online the um chris kitcher testing videos remember those mm. you know that, that was it it was like the resource was basically there were two, maybe three resources, and that's why I found a lot of stuff over in the US from the MIT and all those, and that's why I love those physics lectures. Um, but young lads today don't need to go over there. They can just go and they can find such a variety now of YouTubers. And I guess I guess that you know, there's no harm in YouTubers doing that. Um, what we do need to make sure is that they, they well, not make sure, we, we just need to make sure that we stress the importance of um, 
of taking yeah, the job right. seriously for these young lads. Well, uh, and this is yeah. the thing. So when when there's when there's ever an incident or a problem in a court, um, normally the courts will always look for expert witnesses, and and with a lot of things, a court will want an expert witness to maybe a chartered engineer or something like that, or someone with, uh, you know, who's very high standing within the within the industry, and and people who go through that process of professional registration have a framework of behaviors to um, adopt and one of the things that you will always do as a professionally registered engineer or just an engineer with common sense is make sure you do the right thing if you're projecting or representing your business or your image now there are there are people who who have companies who who just make their companies look really dumb on social media i yeah. mean there was one instant um, and i love him to bits by the way artisan artisan the guy from cambridge what an absolute sweetheart i i it, it sounds really weird but i love his smile i love his energy really really nice sweet guy i want to give him a hug um but he did a video where he used a volt stick to prove isolation and he got tore pieces for it i i put a comment on and said look you know regardless of what your nic engineer says it's not good practice we don't want to encourage bad practices we want to upskill people and he took it brilliantly and his response, you could have framed it. It was world class. It was very humble. It was um, there wasn't any sarcasm in it. And he immediately said, yeah, I'm going to show people the right way of doing things. And, you know, hat off to him. Round of applause. Absolutely bang on. Um, I love Delroy the Spark. I yeah. think Delroy the Spark. <laughs> Delroy. Delroy reminds me of Sparks I went to in Tottenham College. Yeah. I think it's wicked. I love him a bit. When he's sort of got like reminiscences about when he was like when he was doing his apprenticeship and stuff. He's old school, man. He's yeah. old school. Honestly, I could sit in a van with Delroy for hours and put the world to rights. Um, but there are there is one or two I'm not going to name um, who have done. Uh, they're new to it, and some of their installs. You look at them, and I know Dave knows what I'm talking about. And you think you shouldn't even be filming this because this is not a good electrical installation at mm. all. Um, and I'm going are... to leave it there. There are some that are trying to make it for the sake of YouTube as well. Um, they're not really thinking about the content. Um, and I guess it's just, uh, I guess, I, I, guess we're, I, guess, I guess we're part to blame, Luke, really, for starting. Some of this. I hate that word. I hate that word content because uh, it's content mm. for the sake of content. Yeah. Um, for me, for me, I'll be honest with you. Um, the, for me, the YouTube stuff that I'm doing, and again, I'm nowhere at the level of the GSH, the Daves, the, the John Wards or anything else. And I don't profess to be. But yeah. for me, I'm going to look back at all of the stuff that I'm whether it's on on my channel or GSH with with fond memories. For me, it's a repository of my career as well as my experience and knowledge. So, you know, you know, we're working, there's some technical videos we're working on RCDs and AFDDs. Um, hopefully I'll be able to do some emergency lighting stuff and put my skill set to more use in the new year. Again, if I don't have to work a 60, 70 hour week um, and it will slowly come out when it's ready. As Dave said, it's, it's, there's more qualitative aspect to it than there is just the pumping out the numbers. I think yeah. the one the one good thing about these podcasts is, is it's a very free, quick, easy way of of bouncing off each other as you would do when when you're in the van going right i've got a problem today this is what i gotta do i could really do some advice and that's where i think these podcasts probably could do yeah. with more guys um yeah. i was going to suggest do you think luke we could maybe get stephen skillen to do one of these at some Love point it. yeah if if, if if he deems us worthy to come on here um i would love to know um more about him and his career and yeah. And all the challenges that he has, especially in his new job, it'd be great to have him on. Yeah, I think he's really happy there as well at the moment. 
I um I was supposed to do this podcast yesterday, wasn't I? I was actually with Steve. Were you really? Well, with me and Steve, because you know he's um he's with my ex. We like we we sort of share a son, and um we, what we do is we do the drop off once a fortnight. So I will meet him halfway. He lives up in Corby. He'll come oh, right. down. I'll help me meet halfway. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Oh right. Oh okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Wow, okay, I didn't know that at all. Oh, that's common knowledge. There's a, there's a revelation for the Eve Pie podcast there. Oh, as long as you get on, and, and that's the most important yeah, thing. That's on fire. Who's, 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 who's Steve Skillen? <gasps> How dare Sorry. Stephen Skillen makes my Jedi prowess look amateurish. He is um, off the charts. He would make you feel dumb just if he was within 50 miles of I, you. I, I feel dumb already. Do I know yeah, Stephen Skillen is a compliance manager for um, ECS um, Compliance Services. Um, he was a spark. If you remember, we filmed some birthday videos for him. Do you remember? We did some happy birthday videos. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yes, oh, that's, so that's Stephen Skillen. Did he, yeah. did he bump into us at Coventry? I think he did. At yeah. The end. Yeah, yes. he right. rang me up straight after. He was really chuffed. See, this, nice is, this, this is the thing, Luke. I mean, faces I know, names I don't. Yeah. Right. Okay. I know who I know who to talk about now. I know who to talk about now. Sorry. It's a lovely yes. chat. And and to anybody who is listening to this, by the way, who's come up to us and said we like the podcast, thank you very, very, very much. And I think I've told everybody, please feel free to volunteer yourself. Come on here, talk about something. Everybody is worthy of coming on this. Everybody has a story to tell. Um, for me, these podcasts are about sharing of knowledge and a repository of stories because they may help somebody. Um, and I think that's really important. But YouTube, I think it's I think it's great. It's dynamic. Um, I, I don't agree with content for the sake of content. Um, I would rather it be qualitative, but but everybody's got their place. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I, I, I've got to start making more content just so YouTube doesn't like bury me underground again, but <laughs> delete your channel. Yeah. Um, but obviously in the new year, I'm hopefully launching some stuff so I can hopefully start driving some content on there then. But, um, Luke, I mean, your channel was initially to drive obviously, um, transparency and awareness for your local community, but have you now expanded to just general YouTube content in your view, generalized, uh, or are you still focusing has- on the local? I think it has gone. I'll be honest. I don't really know what I'm doing. It. I I just pick it up and I just film. And it's as, as, as well as as long as people are watching, it, I'll keep doing it. Yeah. You don't you don't feel any obligation to create regular content. I do sometimes feel a little bit pressured. Yeah. I, it can be stressful, can't it? It can. Yeah. It, it does take the fun out of it a little bit when when some, when you have to do something. It's not quite as fun as when you do it through choice. But um, I I do I do enjoy it, and the comments are amazing. Like I'm I'm really fortunate. I I thought I'd be sort of blown out of the water of like really negative comments. You've done this wrong. You, I remember having sort of heart palpitations once because I did a shed and I didn't put any um premature collapse protection around the shed. And I was thinking I didn't even need it. Thought I needed it. <laughs> I mean, what's the what's the scenario? What's going to happen in this? Shed? Is there a guy in there and then there's a fire and he hasn't noticed <laughs> in this one room and then the fire brigade come and I, I, how's this? Con- but someone brought it up, and I thought, "Oh my god, I've I've effed up." Everyone's seen it, but I mean, apart from that, it's, I've had some really nice comments. I've been really, really fortunate. Uh, some of the comments you get, you, uh, um, I think Tom Nagy said it best. Um, no matter how much you do, no matter how much you try, there will always be someone who want to kick you in the bollocks. 
regardless. And the worst thing is, is a lot of the stuff we respond to on social media is because of stupidity. I mean, there was one recent one where people were talking about what is an engineer. And an engineer is not a protected title. Unless you're professionally registered, like EngTech, iEng, or CEng, it's not it's not a protected title. Anyone can call themselves it. And yet there are loads of morons trolling people going, oh, well, you know, a 20-years-experienced electrician is not an engineer. Says who? I mean, mm. fucking get over yourselves. What is wrong with you morons? But they'll play keyboard warrior. And also one of the things that I totally agree with, um, again, Mr. Nanchi said it, is there is a lot of these people, because I, uh, Dave knows, I like to go head on to the trolls. Yes, I you do. do. And then you call I, me afterwards and you tell me what you just done. <laughs> yeah, then I go. I go fucking for the giblets, to be honest with you, because yeah. I don't, I won't tolerate it and I'll, I'll, I'll try and educate them as best I can. I won't do it disrespectfully. But if, if you're going to be a fucking more on a bell end, I'll try and re-educate you. Um, and if I can't, then I'll just block you. Yeah. Um, because I can't be asked if you're just going to be a negative arsehole. Um, but one thing that I, I've come to realise is, um, Tom said it to me, was a lot of them are quite... Well, let's part of this, Dave, you'll agree. We have been trolled in the over the years, and we've hated the trolling. But when we've when we've actually dug deep under the surface, it's quite dark. And that person may have had some very disturbing family challenges or deaths in the family or, you know, stuff you wouldn't wish on anyone uh, who draws breath. So then you immediately have to be uh, you have to have a level of enhanced compassion for your fellow human and go, oh, yeah, OK, fine. Right. I'll just take my kick in and walk on and not wish these horrible things that are going yeah. on in your life. Yeah, um, there are many. There are many that will always have that. Um, they'll always have that feeling of entitlement to troll against anything that you produce, anything that you say, and you can either go toe to toe with them, knowing that that will get nowhere. And if you actually then understand them more, then you can just kind of just, I don't know, um, brush it off and move on. I, I remember am. when I, I remember when I first started YouTube. Um, about well, about three or four months in. I started uploading, and about six months after that, Dan obviously was trying to track me down for E5, right? He was. And he messaged me on YouTube, but when I opened that message, I noticed I had a message from Tom, Naji, oh. two or three months earlier. I didn't know where to read the messages from YouTube. I didn't know what, I didn't know I could do direct messages. And he messaged me, and it was just a nice introductory message to say, look, great content, love your stuff, but just be aware that you will get trolls and just take it as it goes and he gave me a lovely message just letting me know what the journey of youtube could be like and just gave me a huge kind of welcome and good luck with it and ever since that i've always kind of just you know always tried to give as much respect and attention as i can mm. yeah. but uh trolls yeah we're we're, we're um we're very it's a case i think we i think we're semi-experts in them now i mean i've blocked a number of people on twitter i have no problem in blocking people with twitter because i will always message them first and tell them why I'm blocking them, and then block them. And that way they can <laughs> screenshot whatever they want and put it on Twitter behind my back. Yeah. Um, and then at least I can then, if I find out about it, put the full conversations online for transparency. Although that's never had, I've never had to do that, luckily. But um, we have found that we've been targeted by groups of people, um, that's fair to say, literally, who've just on drunk Friday nights been trying to call us out and... And sometimes we've bitten because maybe naivety, stupidity, but now we're just of that point well, of some that. also some also who have been trolling us have actually been part of our family for a short period of time. Oh yeah, that's you true. You know, and so it's you know, we have to sometimes have that offer of a branch, but then we realise they just want to snap that branch and then poke us back with it. 
Uh, and so sometimes we have been a little bit too generous in our communications in return. Yeah. Uh, but also just recently we've had obviously not not necessarily trolling, but we've been like played around with by having companies like block accounts and unblock accounts. And then and then I had a guy message me last week and then two days later, because I didn't respond, he's blocked me on on LinkedIn. And I'm like, all I've done, all I've done is nothing. Yeah, that's all I've done. I've all, all I've actually done is nothing, but he's he's blocked and unblocked, and then contacted and recontacted, and then unblocked on LinkedIn, all, be, all because my community on Facebook has had a discussion about something. The trouble is, is as well there is um, a lot of people will be very too quick to judge, and I've I've watched on Twitter, which I think is the most dangerous of social media. Yeah. Um, it, it's you can't explain everything, and I mean on the E five account, I've just said look on like the I, I safe isolations, for instance, the arguments and debates. Twitter is not a place to have that debate. Twitter, you could post a statement on it, maybe, but you can't have an engaging debate because one thing that becomes a very sensitive battlefield is this is people's livelihoods, yeah. and it becomes very delicate. And I've always said, you remember the golden rule of when you're in work in a trade. You never fuck with another man's money. And when you start criticizing another trade, it becomes very, very sensitive. Um, and I just don't think it's the right place to have them debates. But hopefully in the new year, we'll be able to clarify stuff because me and me and Dave, we're hopefully going to do. Oh, I've done a lot of research um, with um, the gas safe people and the IET. I've got lots of questions that I've asked and I've got different responses. So be an mm. interesting new year. Right. Anyway, lads, um, do we have anything else to add to this other than uh, just the general message to YouTubers? Please be careful and considered in your content. And we wish you yeah. nothing but success and support and all the best in your endeavors. Um, do you have anything else to add, Luke? Um, just expect you are going to get those horrible messages. You just got to get fixed. You just got to get fixed skin. And it's not the end of the world. I mean, I think it's maybe stronger. Yeah, I'm, uh, the first time you you start getting messages like that, it, it does affect you, and you you might lose a little bit of sleep. But I think eventually you do get a little bit stronger if you you know carry on with it. Mm -hmm. Dave, anything from you? Uh, pretty much the same. Um, at first, I try to you know respond to every message and take everything very seriously, but yeah. it gets to that point where there's so much chats coming your way, uh, especially as I have other communities as well, where I, I just spend a lot of time now just filtering it um uh yeah all you can do really is focus on putting outputs onto the internet that you are proud of you agree with um and just stick by that message and if you do learn from it then learn from it and improve that's it yeah. as long as we keep improving and i and i'm i'm terrible for it it's very difficult having a full-time job i mean i've got 181 emails sat on the e5 email box asking for badges and and all sorts so i'm going to be spending most of my boxing day and the few days in between putting badges in envelopes and going to the post office and so apologies um we work full time we prioritize based on the needs of individuals who come to us and ask for help and also content that we feel is really important to get out in a structured way and as i think this has been evident we've been run off our feet as a group um, as well as individuals Mm. um so on that bombshell um best of luck to everybody on youtube um let's all jointly ignore the trolls and help make the industry a safer and better place for everybody and until the next one take care of yourself and each other bye bye, -bye. bye, -bye.